When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 931 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by James Dean Raider and Ben Funky Askren. What's going on, boys? Happy Wait, Thursday. No Shane Sparks. No Sparks. He's doing, he's, he's baseball, Shane. Now, yeah. in the springtime, I think he commentates baseball. You know, you know, Shane. That thing, huh? He's a busy guy. You have your Bitcoin. He's got his baseball. We've got wrestling. Plenty to discuss. Um, and we sparked quite a discussion with a... a t- is it, was it really you or was it somebody else? Well, ChatGPT started a discussion. Sure. And this, it's, a, it's a fun pastime of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Going back through... You know, ranking some of these old timers and not so old timers. Figure out who are the ten best of the of the last fifty years. So JD thought it might be a good idea for us to get into it a little bit. One, I would well, say. Let me ask you this question: uh, Did Chat GPT? Because I've never used this product. Did it say like what criteria it used, or what algorithm it used, or does it not say any of that? No, it doesn't say that. I think Spay literally just said. Hey, who are the last? Who are the best college wrestlers or top ten of the last fifty years? Basically, Got it. that was the prompt, and it gave us uh, a list that I don't. I mean, it's like you know they got some of it right, but a lot of it. If you wrong. if you try kicking me off, I will come and fight you. What do you Chad mean? GPT said it, and it's smarter than you. I'm on the list. If you try kicking me off the list, oh, I'm gonna come down there to Austin. You're, you know what? You're gonna be hard to keep on, but I think we can do it. I think we can find okay. a way. Wow, he got um, So I got another question. Okay. If you pose the same question again, would you get the same answer again? Possibly not. It's, it That'd seems, be interesting, right? Yeah, it seems pretty random. I mean, I, I think we asked other versions. You can see if you're watching the video, you can see it on your screen right now. I think actually during our meeting after it came out, we uh, put in some different prompts and got some different answers i think but yeah got it so chat gpt is very malleable you could tell it anything and it'll be like oh yeah sorry that was spay actually did this he was like he would tell it he's like well why did you forget this thing and he's like oh i apologize that was an error da, da, da. this definitely did happen and he said then he would go ha i tricked you this was not actually true he's like you're right uh this is not the case and then he said actually Dang, it is. So they're not it, that smart no Jeez. well it can do some things but Wrestling, I don't think so. Okay. So who who is your top ten, Ben? I've honestly never thought about it. <laughs> never thought about it? I mean, we've done haven't we done like top ten in the last ten years? Uh we did a lot of stuff over Corona that I, I don't really remember. We did a lot. Really well. We yeah, um we, we certainly did. Yeah. I, I mean I I guess we could just go through the list. Uh well here's a um, thought. Like you guys have on here. So we, we've got some add names. others. 
yeah, we've got some names in here uh, in, in our doc. I think it's pretty obvious that there's five four-time national champions. They should all be included on here somewhere. Not maybe. Not I don't know. Silly. I think you could argue them off because well, because the the easy the easy thing is, um, says the two-time is it, national champ. Is it the hold on? Is it the overall body of work, right? Mm-hmm. Or would it be when they reached their pinnacle and how good their pinnacle was, right? And that's why I thought maybe actually Chat GPT is smart to to like account for this. Because when you're saying the best overall, you're not saying what what do I think the best overall is, right? Because someone might have reached a higher pinnacle mm-hmm. while not having as much earlier success. So, like I would say, this would be really easy for me to argue. My last season as a senior, or picking the one my last two, would be superior to Yanni's senior season. Yet Yanni has four titles, and I do not. Right. So if if, the, if you're taking the four titles, I can't compete with him. But if you're taking the pinnacle, then I think I absolutely compete with them in those categories. I don't think you can do pinnacle because pinnacle is so much like eye test. And at what point do you shorten it down? Like do you say a season, you have to include the entire season? Or it's like they went absolutely crazy at the NCAA tournament. And it was like if you take yeah. that specific version of X wrestler, like they would beat anybody. Yeah. I feel like it's got to be – to answer your question, Judy, I think it's got to be at least a season of that level, like a, a yes. hot tournament or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if that's that's enough. And I think the yeah, biggest because challenge is otherwise, time. Not enough data points. If it's one tournament, that's not enough data points, right? It could be a very skewed or they could have two opponents who have bad tournaments, for example. But if you're over the course of the season and you just smash everyone, it's pretty hard to argue that that is uh, not inconvertible evidence that that person has reached a really, really high level of wrestling. But then there's also something to be said for longevity and being able to withstand sure. a season or a career versus a season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, well, I would – I don't know that they have to be the top five, but I feel like every four-time national champion would probably need to be on there, including Yanni, who did it as a true freshman without a redshirt in a field that had a, a national champion, a two-time national champion in it among – a lot of other hammers. Well, so. No offense yeah. to like somebody like Pat Smith, but I hold Yanni in high regard because of only two uh, career losses. For sure, yeah. I think that's. I think that's that a has big to one. Be, that has to be considered as well, right? Only two losses. He almost made it with just one. Uh, mm-hmm. complete, nearly completely unscathed. So I, I think. Yeah. I think he's got to I mean, be considered. I mean, what four timers would you have off then, Yanni? So we talked about we talked about this year. We had a discussion. If Yanni runs the table, does he go to number two overall behind Kale? We had that mm-hmm. discussion. Yes, remember? Yes, I recall. So he did lose, right? That was before he lost. He did lose, which mm-hmm. knocks him down. And the other thing that I think is, even in my eyes, and I'm I, I am a Yanni fan for sure, uh, is the fact that you know he had that really competitive match with Max Murin. He had a lot of really competitive matches this year mm-hmm. and that just you know like I don't feel the way about Yanni this year the way I felt about um David Taylor senior year or Ed Ruth junior sophomore year or Zane or some of these dudes who were just like they were not really competitive with a lot of other people um and Yanni was competitive with kind of a lot of people this year which you know maybe knocks him down the list. I can see that. Um, I understand that perspective. I, I have a hard time keeping him off, considering he just yeah. did it four times. Um, some names that are and not on the losses. list. 
some some names that are not on this list. One, Dan Gable is not within the last fifty years. I can't years. believe ChatGPT got that. Are one. you sure? That's, that's just a stat. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, we're twenty twenty. Oh my gosh, I thought we were seventy two because he he graduated. No, he graduated seventy one. That's when he won the Olympics. Yeah, so seventy one, he graduated college. Yeah, he's out. What are we doing here? He's out. Um, all respect to Danny Matt Gable. Uh, so I, I was like, is also we went and asked it, who's the greatest Penn State wrestler of all time. And it said Kale Sanderson. Ooh, Chad TPT, <laughs> get it together. Yeah, so um, not, not a great source. I've got one guy that I think needs to be on here is Lee Kemp, um, three-time champion, and his one loss was uh, in the NCAA Finals was a referee's decision, and he beat Dan Gable in college, which is yeah. pretty insane. Yeah, the referee's decision's yeah. tough. That is Would tough. be a four-timer. <laughs> For uh, I mean, for Lee Kemp, the argument is for sure. Uh, the last three years, um, uh, one hundred and ten, one and one. I think that's the argument there. Uh, and I believe, if I'm correct, he he wrestled as a true freshman, um, and yes. did not redshirt. Which, if he redshirts, his ledger could look even more impressive. A la Zane Rutherford. A la Zane Rutherford. I just did a video about that. In fact, Ben. Um... That'll be coming out. Man, I've, I've been looking at the, the bonus numbers for some of these guys, some of these Penn State guys. My gosh. They're so, ridiculous. Jason Nolf, 118-2. Ridiculous. Three-time champion. 89% bonus rate. A 74% termination rate. So, techs are pins in 74% of his matches. Just 12 decisions. Uh has an Imar win, which is his best win. He's Imar away from being a four timer in all likelihood. Yeah, on, One thing that hurts honestly, Jason is he doesn't have a ton of other like signature wins that you're like, wow, he beat this dude. Like it's Hydley or Berger who are really good, but like I'm gonna argue that one again. Can I argue that one again? I hate this category. What I'll category? tell you why I hate this category. What category? The the signature wins because this category is significantly skewed. Because for the athletes who stayed at a one weight class, Jason Nolf, they dominated that weight class. And it made everyone else look lesser than, whereas um, guys, I mean, Dake is the, obviously the most obvious, moved every, a weight class every single year. That means someone always won the next the other weight class. As he moved on, someone mm-hmm. would win. You know what I'm saying? And then a lot of times when he went into a weight class, there would be a guy or two who was like the guy because he's moving into that weight class. So... I uh, like looking at like uh, the course of a career. I hate it. Three of Dake's finals opponents won NCAAs the next year. The only one. Yeah, but if he was there, they wouldn't have. Well, I I know I'm making your point, Ben. Oh, I'm I'm agreeing (laughs) with you. I thought you were arguing with me. No, I'm saying I'm literally adding context to what you're saying. Okay. Uh, The only one that didn't win the year after was Montel Marion. Um, But Molinero won the year after. Then St. John won the year after, and then David Taylor, of course, won in 2014. Um, yeah. But that was already – the David Taylor win was already insane at the time because he was the reigning Hodge. But then he won again yes. afterwards. So, But th- that said, there are some guys that stayed in the same weight classes and still had – but maybe you're right. Um, maybe we'll find as we, as we look a little further. Like someone like Logan Steber, I guess he was in two weight classes. 
but he was able. He beat a Jordan Oliver. Prime champ. He even started at twenty five. He's actually in three way classes. His first year when he remember when he came out, he was at twenty five. Yes, but then that was a redshirt year ultimately. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it didn't count for him. Bo Nichols, a guy who, yeah, you could say had had that as well. Um, his bonus is not quite as good as Jason's, although it's still otherworldly. It's interesting with Nolf because he never won the Hodge, and mm-hmm. Bo did, but he had, Bo had more losses and was less dominant. It's just the way these years lined up, they lined up well for that senior year was the year, I think, was that the year yeah. Nolf had the... The no, no, the guy is his junior year. Junior, senior yeah. year, I believe it was a real shootout between the two of them for the Hodge. Yes. That was the year some people were arguing for two Hodges, which I I absolutely hate. Of course, yeah. pick one. But they made it. They made it happen. Uh, Not that year. I know, but they they got they came around. They got hip to it. <laughs> Couple of Hodges. So Bo Nickel one twenty and three seventy nine percent bonus rate. He had fifty nine pins, twelve techs, twenty five decisions. Um. Which is not it's it's not a lot, but it's two times as many as Nolf had. Now David yeah. Taylor's is really insane. One thirty five and three, hundred and twenty six bonus point wins. Hundred twenty six of his hundred and thirty five wins were bonus. Uh fifty three pins, forty two techs is what I have, with seventy percent termination rate, ninety three percent overall bonus rate. He scored crazy NCAA points. He had 11 pins at NCAAs and two techs throughout his career. So very, very insane ledger there. Yes. So does he belong? That's a big question because he only has two only. Oh, yeah. You're an idiot if you think David Taylor doesn't belong. Really? Yes. I mean, I agree. I I, I could argue outside of kale david taylor and you know the dake argument is obviously gonna probably trump it but i could make an argument that david taylor is the best folk style wrestler in the last 50 years not kale now he couldn't beat dake i don't know how because when you watch him wrestle you're like i mean every time we thought oh my gosh taylor gonna get him this time but he never got him so well i i guess we could slot him in in my opinion at number three he was such an elite folk style wrestler yeah it, it was an insane level and it was an insane level out the gate. I mean, right away, yes. he was killing everyone as a redshirt freshman. Then there's guys, then there's someone like Kyle Snyder, who is very literally the best in the world during yeah. his collegiate run. And he won in 2015 and 2016 and 2017. All were collegiate seasons he wrestled in. And mm-hmm. how do we, I mean, I like to keep it like, focused around college and their college ledger, but it's hard to ignore the exception of a guy winning the Olympics while he's yeah. in college. And how do you, I don't know, how do you weigh those two? Yeah. I mean, I think if you stick to just college credentials, he doesn't, he doesn't make it. Mean, it's funny to say, right? But he doesn't make it. Part of that is also he was wrestling he was, yeah. like overseas during the college season. And so he had limited number I, of matches. Yeah, I think that was his choice. And honestly, I think he'd probably say, that was what I wanted to do. And I realized that there was going to be some consequences for my decisions, which means maybe I'm not as high up on fictional lists as yeah. I should be if I would have wrestled in all the matches. But He's going like, to look I back mean, think- on this FRL and be like, <laughs> man, I messed this up. I shouldn't have been well, going to the of- Oregon in college. <laughs> think about also, like, if he would have actually put 
some effort into learning how to pin someone on top. I, I think the same thing with Gable. Like Gable and and Kyle Snyder literally put minimal to no time in to holding someone down and turning them over. I yeah. mean, none. Like they're not good at it, no. and they didn't try. They didn't try. I think I think those are two guys that just always were trying to build a freestyle. Yeah, skill set, and they just poured 100%. all their investment into that. And they're like, "Listen, yeah. they can't hold me down, and I'm better on my feet, so I'll win every match." And yes. uh, turns out they were basically right. <laughs> One thing for Snyder too is he also has that Adam Kuhn loss. Yeah, later in, so he mm-hmm. didn't like run the last yeah. three years undefeated. He had that yeah. loss against uh, an actual human giant, but uh, yeah, a wrestler all the same. Oh, and two against Gatson too. Never got, never uh, well, got that win over him. He, now he's like nine and two against Gatson, <laughs> but yes, uh, <laughs> in co- college, co- collegiately, yes, a hundred percent. So that yeah, that's a fair. He also had a loss to Micah Burak and Morgan McIntosh that year. Yeah, which people forget. Mm-hmm. Now he yeah, did beat so both wild. of those two guys. Uh-huh. I think Gatson is the only one he, he never. I don't know if he ever avenged. saw Burak again. Eric may have just run off with that win. Maybe. What a beast. Um, if we want to include uh, international credentials, one Barry Davis took silver at the Olympics his red shirt year. Three-time oh, wow. champ for uh, the Hawkeyes. John That's, Michael I mean, when, when I'm looking at this list, World Silver. you guys are very um, recent-centric. I mean, you have a few older guys on there. You have – oh, Barry Davis was not on there like two minutes ago. I don't know who added him. JD, probably you. But uh, you guys got Wade Chalice, Ed Bannock, Gene Mills, Lee Kemp. There's probably a few other guys, like maybe a Randy Lewis or something like that, that could be added to it. Uh, But although I'm not an expert in, say, 1973, we'll say 73 through 93, I don't have as much of an idea as I do with current stuff. It's unfortunate for these older guys that the newer guys – are so good coming in because you look at a lot of these guys and they took mm-hmm. five to ten losses their freshman year, especially if they didn't yes. redshirt. But then their last two and three, they were not losing mm-hmm. like at all. But yeah. then you look back and you look like, oh, Barry Davis had nine call it nine losses his you know true freshman year, or like Lee Kemp went 143. Oh, but he's got six losses. Yeah, but he only lost one match in his last yeah. three years. Mm-hmm. It is kind of crazy to think about because I was thinking about this actually after the U.S. Open. And I was thinking about, you know, I don't consider myself too old, although I realize now I'm getting up there. Um, when I went to college, there was no clubs that went year-round. We had a spring club, March, April, May. Um, and I would wrestle a lot in my basement. And I found partners and stuff. And then when you go to college, Division One College Wrestling, like you're wrestling all year-round. Like there's always partners. There's always coaches. And good, and good high quality coaches, obviously. And you realize, oh wait, this is why college guys have such an advantage over high school guys. Because at that point in time, in two thousand two, how many how many really high level club coaches were running club programs year round? And I I think the answer is there was probably some, but probably not very many. So yeah, to your point, JD, the college guys uh, had a huge advantage gaining skill over the high school guys. So high school guys maybe were took a year or two to get better when they got in. Yeah, it's it's almost you think about the the level of partners and they come in. If you can even compete as a freshman without ever having your hands on an elite person, it's like 
it's really impressive, honestly. The, the yeah. older wrestlers that had success so early on, like a Lee Camp. Mm-hmm. Think about if Zane wouldn't have wrestled his true freshman year. Oh, I just did a whole video about that. <laughs> Should be going mm-hmm. out soon. Um, yeah, that's a that's a huge what if. His bonus was crazy. Three basically straight Crazy Hodge book. seasons. Um, do you think Zane should be in the top top ten, Ben? Uh, I would say, yeah, he has to be. I mean, the, the first season brings him down because if you skip that first season and make the next season, I think there's a chance he wins four um, and he doesn't lose a lot at all. He, he did get the Logan Steber feather in his cap from mm-hmm. wrestling yes. that year, though. Obviously, he took fifth, right? Fifth, fifth, fifth of port. Yeah, as, but he a was a totally freshman. different person the first year versus the third, right? So the red year, the second, or the third year. I mean, the guy uh, had a seventy-five percent career different. bonus rate. Hey, I have, and an, that brought him down, bro. I have an eighty-eight. I don't know where you got this. I I went through and counted every bonus win for Zane uh, yesterday on WrestleStat. He had eighty-eight percent bonus. Or, well, still, that was brought are down you sure? by freshman. Or eighty percent career, eighty-eight uh, percent for his last three. That sounds right, right there. Yeah. 54 pins, 22 techs for Zane. Two Hodges, two and a half, depending on who you ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, only lost to Steber, Steber, and Port. Very, very good losses to have. I think he should be on there. Lincoln McElravey. He's got some feathers. Because true freshman national champion, right? That's a big deal. Right. Um, did have some losses, but um, incredible career. Three-time champion, one one two one or one two one one something like that. Um, feels like he probably belongs in there as well. Uh, so hey, I got I got Mr. Scott Cleaver chiming in, uh, giving me information. He says that uh, a lot of these guys have more losses, and I don't know this to be true. I'm going to take his word for it. He's older than me. A lot of the guys in the uh, late 70s and 80s and early 90s had more losses on their college records because really good senior level guys were wrestling in the Midlands. Oh, yeah. And obviously, I know that to be partially true because I remember Joe Williams on like 10 Midlands, for example. Um, and there was other senior level guys at that time. So Lee Kemp beat Dan Gable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a decent win. That's interesting factor. Yeah. So let's talk about this guy, this Missouri Tiger. Ben Askren. So you gonna make your list here or, or what? You be a chicken like Shane Sparks. I'm no chicken. I don't know if I've I don't I don't want to put out a list that I don't know I can put my name on yet. I've I've got but take a little more thought and time to literally sort out one through ten. Have you ever done this just on your own? I th- I want to see Tommy Rollins. That was my first first wrestling podcast. Me and Tommy T Row Funky. I want to say we did our best ten ever. Just best 10 American wrestlers ever. And it was our best episode that we ever had. And the second one was we did best 10 college wrestlers, I believe. I would have to go back and look, okay. but I'm pretty sure we did do it. I much prefer the greatest American wrestler of all time because it doesn't it's have an, it doesn't have an undisputed way easier. Goat. But then you but yeah. where it gets tricky with this, because we did the top one hundred, it's like, well, how do you weigh international versus yeah. collegiate, right? What's more important? So I remember you had did you have Kyle Dake like number two, Ben, or something crazy? Uh I had him somewhere really high in my argument. And he had which, never made man, a team. I'm like I'm a prophet here. My argument was 
if there was a 79 kilograms, he would win it every year. So he has, he's that good. That was my argument at that time, and it came true. Well, uh, yeah, he did win 79 every time he entered. That's true. Yeah. Um, and he would have won it, so they would have had it like 14 and 15. He might have won it then. Who knows? But that wasn't even – I don't know. I'm not giving you that because 74 or 79 wasn't even considered a weight class at that point in time. Wasn't like no, I know. A, I know. But my, my point was weight classes matter and international weight classes are crap. And one of the things that these these older guys, and now I'm an older guy, but even even go go back, let's see, you have to go back probably ten to twelve years before me, is that uh there's there was always ten international weight classes. And if you have ten international weight classes, it's a lot easier to win world medals. They have their six international weight classes. That's just a fact. And then there obviously in my opinion, there were also weaker points um, in international wrestling history. I mean, the obvious would be when there was the boycotts. That was really easy. But then, um, you know, fra the fractioning of the USSR made them weaker for a few years. Uh, before that, I know you had a Soviet athlete, but there weren't really a lot of good countries in the world. So there's a lot of things to consider. Indeed. Um, yeah, I I think doing the best U.S. wrestler of all time is a little easier. I don't remember if you did college or not, but I remember listening to that and yelling in my car at some of the things you were saying. <laughs> uh, and and possibly funny. Tommy as well. Who knows? But yes, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't think that was the point of the, of the show. So I've got an approximate order here. I don't feel great about all of it, um, but I'll give it a whirl here. Hold on. But so I feel like we really should... Um... Man, uh, I, I feel like I should go look back through. If I'm going to make my list, and so I'm not going to today, I feel like I should go back and look through the late 70s, 80s, and just kind of dig through who I may be missing because, like, I, that, I'm just not great at that era. I think there's an unimpeachable top three of Kale, unimpeachable. Dake, Steber. I feel really strongly about those as the top three. Really? Yes. Oh man! So that means you disagree mm -hmm. with Dake. Steber. Well, I think Steve. I think Dake is probably easy number two. I think Steber is um, impeachable, given the fact that he lost his senior year, and he almost lost to Dardanes. Also, he lost his junior um, year, not his senior year. Oh yeah, sorry, junior year, and then he almost lost to Dardanes uh, as well. So I would say, you know, like I think I can make a decent argument. For David Taylor to be higher than him, um, third, and maybe and what? Third? Yes, yes. Or Zane? Yes. That is wild. Why is that? Why? What's wild about that? Man, I I don't know. I I just get hung up on the two thing. You get hung up on the amount of titles, right? But he lost to Bubba Jenkins, who lost to an NA. Bubba lost to an NAIA wrestler. Okay, of the year I, I got you. So David got pinned by Bubba Jenkins, and a pin is a way to lose a wrestling match for sure. Um, I don't care so that he got pinned. It's it's the loss. Okay. Well, but it was. I mean, it was like. You, I mean, obviously, like I said getting pinned is a way to lose. But if you want to say, um, <laughs> I'm going to hold one. It's essentially you're holding one move. You're holding one move. Against the, against the entirety of someone's four-year career? I don't know. I don't... I Is Ben Askren diminishing the pin right now? There's nothing but nits to pick with all these guys, Ben. You've got to say... Yeah. You have to say a loss to Bubba Jenkins in the same year he lost to an NAIA guy. 
has to count for something. That has to mean, that has to be, if you're going to bring up that he almost lost to Chris Dardanes, why can't well, I bring I'll, up, I got why can't bring I bring up, up that Christian he factually Piles. lost to Bubba Jenkins? If well, you put six losses on Logan Steber's record then, because he lost three times his freshman year and then tried to wipe him under the rug. If That's you're putting, put, put, put six losses on his record. If you're putting, well, David we're, we're putting your losses on the record then too from your redshirt no, year. David, no, he wrestled at the CKLB and he post facto redshirted. No, that's called smart. Yes, that's he did. That just made him. That just makes he him did. smart. He lost three times in the same day as he was. He was going to compete that season, and he got injured. And I don't even know what the rule is. But then somehow, after he had already competed with the varsity, he went back and said, "No, I'm actually faking it. I'm actually redshirting." Take if you're the putting David off. Taylor on there. You got to put Gable Stevenson up there. I honestly, I would consider Gable for real. I really would. Man. And I never thought I didn't. I thought I would be advocating higher for David Taylor than this room. I, now I feel like. Now I feel like I'm like, whoa, wait, three. But Zane's the other one. Uh, you could argue Zane at three also because Zane only has uh, three losses. Um, they all came as a freshman, and his bonus rate is ridiculously high. And he beat Steber when he was well. What would it be three years younger than because he was a true freshman and Steber was. Uh, a junior at that time. Redshirt junior. Yeah. Redshirt junior. So really four years I older. think you could argue that Rutherford is three also. So you're going to impeach him. You're impeaching Logan Steber. Yeah. So I, th- I, think, I think the unimpeachables are, uh, like you said, Kale number one, Dake number two. And if Dake didn't go up and beat uh, David that year three times, I think that one would be uh, also debatable. But given the fact that I want to put David at – you know, we'll say somewhere high. We'll say three, four, five, or six, somewhere in there. Given the fact that I'm putting him there, and Dake beat him three times in one year, you got to mm-hmm. put Dake at two. Dake, only guy on this list, probably, unless you include Mark Schultz and Ed Badink, that has to win over somebody else on the list, correct? Yeah. Um, well, Z- no, Zane well, and Logan. Rutherford Zane and Logan, yep, Both yep, beat okay. each other. Because um, yep. I know it's to no fault of... Anybody else, you only can wrestle who you wrestle, but that's a huge, huge notch in the belt, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I think yeah. beating all-timers definitely matters. Um, yeah. I didn't realize Mark Schultz had that many college losses. Holy crap, because I was going to nominate him, and then I looked at that, and I said, oh, my goodness, that's a lot. Interesting. I, I think they were damn near all his first year. Because he, he won so three this, titles yeah. his last three years, and I think, he had five in his la- five losses in his final three years. Yeah. yeah. According so, to you, I mean, obviously different. Like I said, talk about different era. Definitely a different era. But that's uh, he still had fifteen losses. Yeah, ninety-seven and fifteen. Ten came in his freshman year, which means three came in the not. Yes. So that's he not- had his only undefeated season was his senior season. He was twenty-seven and two as a junior, twenty-four and three as a sophomore. I would say a DMP is a disqualifier from this list. I think so, unfortunately. You gotta be top eight. And I know it was weird, the wrestleback rules then. It was follow the leader or whatever. But still, I just feel like you gotta be a a four timer at, at minimum. Yes. A four time all American. So I think no no Mark Schultz. So where are you, Ben? Well, the argument for me. I'll give you the argument against me. The argument against me is I could beat that stinking Chris Pendleton. That's the stinking argument against Chris. me. Stinking Chris. Stinking Chris. 
Um, the argument for me is that I score very highly in numerous categories, very high on the all-time pins list, all-time wins in a row list, all-time Hodge trophies list. Uh, My bonus rate is very high. Uh, And then my junior year when I won, um, those guys both would never lose another collegiate match. Uh, Sorry, my last, sorry. My junior year, Mark Perry and he, uh, Jake Herbert would go and win titles other places the following year. And then Jake Herbert and Keith Gammon would never lose another college match after me. So that would be the argument for me. The argument against me is freaking Chris Pendleton. Eight eight losses total, correct? Yeah, seven to Pendleton. Seven to freaking, freaking stinking Chris Pendleton. You should have told Chris yeah. uh, to win, uh, you know, like four titles. So it was more like a... a yeah, uh, Taylor's Retro- Dake loss retroactively. Yeah, well, he was one that wasn't as good when he came in, um, and that you know he obviously got way better. Yeah, and then Ryan Lang was that your other loss? Was that the name of the guy? Yeah, she's Louise, but not that Ryan Lang. <laughs> not that fans. Ryan Lang. The other Ryan Lang. The other Ryan Lang. Did you ever get him back? Mm-hmm. No, because uh, he I was I was I was Big Twelve. He was Big Ten, and then he took. Once they took fifth or sixth that year. Hmm. So, no, I never got him back. All right. Well, Ben's revenge tour. You can get him. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm okay. in. Okay. Yeah. So, 150. How long was your streak? 80, oh, wins, 87. 87 win streak. Which I think was number eight, seven or eight. I was right behind Jimmy Zaleski when I, uh, that's no, he won 89 in a row. Uh, so he he honestly he could be considered for this list. So I'm talking about older guys where you want to go back and look through it. Like that'd be one to look through right there. Um, 91 pins. Do you know how many techs and majors you had? A lot. Um, I mean, my last two years I had, I think I had 80 bonus out of 87. So okay. I mean, that was a high percentage. Do that percentage in your head. We'll see how close you get. I know you're. Good. Uh, well, it's got to be close to 90 because if you minus eight from that, it'd be say yeah. Uh, Probably eighty or probably sorry, probably ninety one. Ninety one, ninety one point nine. Yeah, pretty close. Oh. Okay, that's a high bonus yeah. rate. That ninety threshold is really, really. It's pretty rarefied air for. But that was only my last two years. I know, but for a season, yeah. it's it's rare. Yeah, extremely yeah. rare. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kind of a similar career to yours, Ben. A couple more losses to different guys, but. If we're talking peaks, he's in here. Stephen Neal. Mm, yes. Stephen Neal's up there. What about Stephen Abbas? Talk about yeah, all the he Steves. should be. That's another one. Because uh, he has Bracken. three titles. I don't think he's got very many losses. I think he only has, I want to say, four collegiate losses, would be my guess, for Stephen Abbas. It wasn't a lot. And he w- did not win a Hodge, I believe. I don't think he's so. like a no, runner-up. I don't think he was a great bonus point guy. I think he was a lot of neutral, and obviously, uh, in order to get a lot of a lot of bonus, you really need to be racking up some back points. Mm-hmm. Stephen Neal, one hundred and forty-four and four, with thirty-three techs and thirty-two pins. Man, yeah, he was good. Thirty-two. He was another one that he wasn't even a state champ when he went to college. I don't believe. What the heck? I know, right? That's insane. It's weird the guys that just have these insane jumps like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you do with Gable? Steveson. Gable Dan. 
Yeah, what are his stats? I mean, so his freshman year hurts him because he lost to... Kassar twice. Kassar twice. He didn't lose it. He hasn't lost besides that, right? No, that was it. That was it. Beat Mason. Uh, he had the COVID He's 86-2 career record. Man, kind of a little bit more than I realized. I would have thought... I would have put More wins or what? What's that? You said more, more wins or more, more matches? I guess he did more matches. It's because he got thirty-eight his freshman year. Yeah, because then it was fifteen, seventeen, eighteen, and he might come back next year. So we'll put a pin in in game. That would be wild. He could That's come gonna back. be so weird to debate the guys who have five cracks. That it is going to get interesting. How do we look? Which at- I know Gable didn't have the twenty twenty NCAA championships, but, but still. And then how do you weigh five seasons, four NCAA championships versus guys who literally had four NCAA championships? Hey, Jason Bryant just texted me. He said my 87 is now 11th all-time. 11th all-time what? Wins in a row. Okay. Yes. Division, that, among Division One wrestlers. Does that streak exist somewhere online, Jason Bryant? I don't know. I'll, say, I'll, I'll ask him if we can get the – can we get the list? Is that um, in the thing? I asked for it. Okay, thanks. Uh, uh, you know who else you you know who else you don't have on this list, and uh, I I I could make the arguments for and against this person. All time Missouri great Jaden Cox is not on your list. Phil Wellington makes it tough for me. <laughs> Damn it! Why do you lose to Phil Wellington? Um, he also lost to Kyle. He lost to Kyle and oh, Morgan Mac- and Ma- and Morgan McIntosh. How many losses do you have? Five? Four? McIntosh got some bodies. Yes. <laughs> McIntosh was a beast. Um, so he lost to his freshman year. He lost to Phil. He lost to Kyvin. Yep. Um, but then he won NCAAs. Mm-hmm. And then sophomore year, he lost to S- Snyder. And he lost to Snyder and McIntosh at NCAAs. McIntosh I don't know if he lost during the season or not. And maybe that year was the Wellington loss year. Um, hold on. We'll just look it up. Is his wrestler? Is he young enough to be on WrestleStat? Yes, he is. He's the first year. He has all. His I feel career. like Wellington might have been a sophomore year. I think you're right, but uh, so he don't... lost. No, he lost to Phil. He had a DQ loss against Phil as well, where he like oh, sl- yeah. slammed him. So freshman yeah. year, Jaden lost to Phil Wellington and Kyvin Gadsden. Sophomore year, he lost only at NCAAs to Snyder and Morgan McIntosh. Junior year, he had the DQ against Phil. Oh, my goodness And then he won. What's up with Phil Wellington? And then then he ran the table. So he only had one undefeated season. Yeah. And his bonus is only 56, unfortunately. Yeah, which is pretty good. But comparing the – and he, like, he was in the same field as Kyle, but he didn't get the win over him. So that could have had a big impact on as far as a resume boost. Yeah. yeah, if Kyle's not on here, it's hard to put Jaden on here. Yeah, I agree. Um, will Keegan O'Toole one day don this list? Perhaps. Good chance. Uh, well, he's got – I mean, the, the car losses hurt because before that he only had uh, one Wenzel. loss, and you could argue it was in his redshirt season. Yes. Yes, you could. Um, yeah, how are we going to look at Starachi and Brooks? Starachi wins five, even if he wins four. How many how many total losses does Brooks have right now? He lost three. 
Taylor Venz, Miles Amin, um, and uh, your guy, Marcus Coleman. I think he only has three losses. Oh, Marcus Coleman got him. I forgot about that. Man. Yes, three. Three, three right losses. Number. The magic number. So, Dang. yeah, j- just those three losses for him. Starachi lost to DJ Washington, um, Michael Kemmer, and I think that's it. In my opinion. Yeah, that's it. Ed Ruiz has to be in the top 10. Ooh, man. Speak, speak I, on it. I, I love, I love Ed. Ed. But why do you lose the senior year? He shouldn't have lost to Gabe Dean. And then he'll be really, really high here. I mean, at the time, it was completely shocking. Like, looking back, Gabe Dean was pretty good. I know it was his senior year, too. But the fact that he went on, won that bracket, and then Gabe went on to win his titles there, he was so dominant. He he is a, a just wrestling fans that watched Ed Ruth were just like man. I test. He was just so. <laughs> it's like who in the world can beat this guy? Um, yeah, one thirty six and three. Can you name all his losses, Ben? Uh, well, obviously Gabe Dean, mm-hmm. and then he lost uh, the Stanford and Muchastegi. Uh-huh, yeah, there's one time. that's like an, a really not good one. It's someone who's not very good. It was um, he was good, but yes. Not, 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 okay, not, not an all time great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm blanking. Who is Maryland? It? Headlock? No. He didn't lose to him. He Headlock lose... Shataki? Yeah, no, he, he did not lose to him. him. Who was it? Mike Letts. Oh, I pinned Mike Letts. Jeez, Ed Ruth goes down. <laughs> See, now you think he's First good. Period. No problem. <laughs> so, yeah. that Those yeah. were his losses. He lost to those three guys. Uh, never lost to the Shep. Right. He beat Shep Talk at NCAAs. Maryland yeah, was good honestly, then. if if Ruth doesn't lose to Gabe Dean, you could probably argue him at at two or three. Especially because he would have went undefeated his senior year and beaten Gabe Dean, and now we would look at that and be like, "Oh my gosh, he beat great win. Gabe Dean," and that that guy went on to win titles immediately after that. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he did beat Gabe Dean. He did beat year. him. Yeah, he did. He actually uh, beat, him tw- beat him twice. Yeah, he pinned him in the first period, and then lost to him. early. Yeah, yeah, and then lost to him at uh, at the scuffle. Then beat him barely. Well, sort of barely. He beat him by like, two points at. It was competitive. NCAAs. but it was it was that weird, Gramby takedown situation, that he ended up uh, scoring the one of the most dis- one of the deciding takedowns, in that match. What about yeah. one Tom Brands four one one one? That's uh, like I just don't know. Uh, you don't. Like I don't him. know. Yeah, I don't know enough about his career. Like I, I, I don't have his resume. You can't wrestle stat him. Yeah, it's so hard to make a prognostication of that. What did Kyle Kyle Kleeman was giving me some factoids? That's who we need right there. We need Kyle Klingman, Jason Bryant, those type of guys because yeah. they they know these information. Brands did lose his senior year. Oh, really? To who? Don't know, but he went forty-one and one that <laughs> year. Do we know it was a college wrestler? It may not have been. I do not know. I just have his National Wrestling Hall of Fame thing. Yes. So he went four-one-one his freshman year. He had quite a group with Kendall Cross, who he lost to one-zero in the semis, and reigning champ Jim Martin, who he lost to for third. Um. Okay. His junior year was Tom Brand's only undefeated season. I only forty-five now. 
You're just putting up some matches. Yeah. The the match number, match totals just look insane now. You think about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was 40 a season was pretty average for, I mean, because I was what, 161, so that's 40, 41 and a quarter per season. That's what, that's what Kale uh, was um, at, 160, 159. That's, yeah, that's kind of where everyone was at during that. That arrow was like 160, and now you're more like 120s, which is like, that's like 30 per season. Is Obviously, the crony years, uh, that brings it way down. But if you non-crony years, I think it's about 30 a year is about average. In 15 years, how many of these top 10 are going to be Penn State wrestlers? Decent amount. Over five? Man. Gonna get really interesting. It might already be over five. Winster, Winster. I mean, you can make a case. All right, Kale is not a Penn State wrestler. Um, but David, Nolf, right now feel like the and Zane feel like they're probably top ten. Nickel, Ed, Carter, Brooks. Wait, how did we do our list? Remember, we did the list of those five the one time. Greatest Penn State wrestlers of all time. Yeah, those five. We did the list of those five, one through five. Yeah. Ooh, all right. I got it. you ready. You guys ready for this? Ready. Jason Bryant sent me a screenshot. I will read the Divi- division one. There's some division two, division three, and a other stuff on here. I'll read division one for us for the sake of argument. Longest win streaks. Number one, Kale Sanderson, 159 matches. Number two, Stephen Abbas, 95 matches. Wow, that'd be a good one. His career record, 144 and four. Shout out Jason Bryant. This is so awesome. Um, then we have uh, Zane Rutherford at 95. We have Dan Gable at 94, and he was 94 and one in his career. His career actually ended. I miss. Uh, I misstated. I said 1971 earlier. It's 1970. John Smith 90 wins. Mm. Jim Zaleski 89. Jack Kubo 89. Wade Shallis 89. Terry McCoy 88. Nick Wazdowski, 88. Ben Askren, Whoa. 87. Alex Deandre, 87. Dang, 87, 88. How is crazy is it that that it's so crowded? In that area, because then it goes Steve Mako, 85, Mike Land, 85, Ed Ruth, 84, Stephen Neal, 83, Randy Lewis, 81. Whoa. That's yeah. wild. A lot of those guys not on our list. I mean, Kale yeah. obviously was. Uh, you. Well, McCoy's got 18 career losses because he had a not-so-good first year, so he's got to be out. Gearinger is 133-4. and Can you name all good. his losses? Uh, I cannot. Was it St. John? Probably a couple, maybe. I think two to St. John. I'm not sure. I can. Uh, um, two to St. John. He lost to. Um, I'm almost positive of this. Jim Volrath of Penn State, who was a backup. What? Really? I'm almost positive this is true. Oh, All right now he's yelling at me. He said I skipped Grace Simons. Who it says uh, NAI on their NCAA slash NAIA. He says he was, uh, it was before there was divisions. He's correcting me. So Grace Simons had 84 wins. Okay. In a row. Then you're going to like this. Good record, 89 and 1. Really impressive. In 2020, I ranked the top five Penn State wrestlers of all time. Number one, David Taylor. Interesting. We he was, did this on the podcast, didn't we? I think so, because there's a pre-video a video playing up there. I can't listen to it, obviously, but okay. Jason Nolf was number two. David Taylor led in bonus rate and NCAA team points 
but Jason Noel fled in pin and tech rate and dominance score. Mm. So, yeah, I'm right. Um, Alex Derringer did lose to James, James Volrath, who actually very sadly passed away uh, in 2016 from cancer. But Volrath was a beast, depth guy for Penn State. And, yeah, I remember that. But I can't remember his other – I can't remember Derringer's other losses. Unless they were all St. John. Uh, St. John had two. Well, there had to be one more. Didn't he go undefeated? Well, if he, he, he went – I think he went undefeated his last three years if he's 89, because that's uh, probably less matches. He might have lost early to St. John. Or that early his sophomore year? Yeah, maybe. Someone Is he a muscle stat, or he's probably too old, huh? He's his, only like his last couple of years. Jeez. We got to get it all built all the way out. No, he, oh, his sophomore year is on here, Christian. It's the first year that wrestled had a thing, and he lost to... Derek St. John was his last loss, uh, January 10th of his sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And then he, so he had two losses. His, uh, he had three total losses or four? So, so, so he had four, so he had three his first year. Crap. I can't think of him. He actually had really good oh. bonus his last two years. His last two years, he had 84 and 81% bonus. Hey, you know what? Maybe he lost to St. John three times because I know he lost to him at NCAAs as a freshman. Very close yeah. match. So he probably lost to him at the dual meet that the year. Dual also, and then yeah. the Volrath loss. So it's like Volrath and three St. John losses. Maybe that's it. That's yeah, pretty good. I think so. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, maybe we're not going to put our full top 10 out there. I don't think Ben Yeah, is. I don't think we're going to get there. No, but this was fun. Uh, this was fun. Always fun to talk about. Sometimes you, you rant and rave about talking about this kind of stuff, Ben. Me? We already did no, this. We did this. I feel like we've talked about the best. Jordan Burroughs like got mad at times. me, so I don't want to do it anymore because Jordan was mad. <laughs> I don't like confrontation. Uh, that's how I would never make that allegation. <laughs> I know. I'm fine with confrontation. No, I would say the one I get annoyed about is we do the Penn State one so many times because it's always in the question is who's the best Penn State wrestler in the last 10 years or something. It's always in the question. Yeah. And currently evolving. Yeah, it's an ever-growing list. I think it's just because it's a hard answer or question to answer. Yes. Um, and there's no, there's no like concrete answer so that way it's it's permanently debatable yes yes indeed Uh, so we got Angelo Ferrari news Angelo is going to be announcing his commitment on May 31st live on Flow Wrestling next Tuesday I don't know today's the 25th bro can I tell you guys a story real quick I gotta roast one of my coaches Uh, can I tell you guys a story sure so I put out, we put out our Fargo prep camp. We get all of our cabinets together. And we get some college coaches to come in and coach this Fargo prep camp. And uh, I got a man, a manager stood for all of our different managers, different academies. And I say, Hey guys, I just put this out. Here's the dates. Uh, and it's June 29, June 30, and July 1. And Josh Wagner, our coach from Green Bay, he goes, Guys, you skipped June 31. I'm like, oh, no. uh, there, what do you mean? There's no June 31. He said, yes, there is. And then he, he screenshots a picture of her calendar. He said, see, there's June 31 right here. And I said, you dummy. That's a picture of a May calendar, not the June calendar. Uh, and then everyone scene. bullied him. And now 
Everyone listening to the show can bully Josh Wagner for thinking there's a June 31. Please do. Yeah. Josh is <laughs> catching strays on here. What's June 31. On? Can you believe it? It's my birthday. June 31st. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. What else we talk about? Are we done? Well, I was going to talk, well, talk about the Ferrari thing. He's going. Oh, yeah. Uh, Where's he going? He's between Iowa, Virginia Tech, and Rutgers. If I had to guess, that's probably my order of likelihood of place, but I don't know that. I haven't talked to Wait, Angela. say order again. Say order again. Iowa Tech Rutgers. Hmm. That's a guess. I got to think Iowa. I mean, it feels like they're very close as a family, so it feels like yeah. Iowa should be probably where he's going. Speaking of, of the family, the Ferrari family, on episode 927, I had said that Anthony was convicted of a crime. Anthony Ferrari, that actually is not the case. Uh, for Anthony's case, his the judgment was deferred for a year, and at that point, after a year, it could be dismissed and not be convicted. So accuracy is important, so sorry for messing up that detail. Um, but, yeah. And, and then, right. uh, hey, in June, will, will uh, AJ announce his commitment to Iowa also? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's um, how close that is to being resolved. I still think that may be a little bit of... If- Time from now. But if Angelo goes, you got to assume that's going to happen at some point in time. You would think. I mean, if you would think. I mean, AJ's situation has to be resolved before that can. I feel like that can happen, right? But if it does, it would seem like a seamless transition. If Anthony's there, and if Angelo goes there, it would seem like AJ. And plus, I mean, you look at their 197 situation. It's Mm -hmm. it's not great. Do you remember two years ago how excited we were to see Aaron Brooks versus AJ Ferrari? We were. I was. I mean, I'm excited now. I don't. Two years ago, when did we? I don't remember talking about. I remember we were talking about it. Huh? If 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 Aaron Brooks bumped up, what would happen? Oh yeah, that'd be a good match. Um, well, man, dude, I remember (laughs) after Braxton won Junior Worlds, we were like, dude, Braxton versus AJ is the match. And then has not worked out for Braxton. At this point, he needs to get healthy, and hopefully he can have a have a great finish out his career strong for, for Wisconsin. But um, I, I remember that more than the Aaron conversation. I feel like at this point, AJ hasn't wrestled a match in how long? So it seems like Aaron yeah. would be a pretty significant favorite. But at that point in time, it would have been – I feel like it would probably be a pretty low-scoring match, to be honest. Yes, I agree. Um, not as intriguing. Oh, also another thing. Shout out to my guy, Connor. I met this kid at the World Team Trials. Connor's 10 years old, but he's really fired up for wrestling. And he said, hey, can I get a shout out on FRL? So, yeah. Shout out to Connor. Cool dude. Lives in Colorado Springs. He was hanging around, running around <laughs> in a singlet during World Team Trials. Little beast, so shout oh, that's out. so funny. That, shout you, out to Connor. Uh, we're, we're giving random shouts. I can't remember who it was. See, <laughs> not we give random shouts, but some kid at the club cup in Illinois. He kept asking. He asked me like four times to give him a shout out on FRL. I told him nah. nah, but uh now I feel like a bad guy. Now that you're giving shout outs, well, I don't remember was... who it was. I should give him a shout out, but I don't remember his name. Damn it! This, this kid was ten though. How old was that kid asking for a shout out? Uh, well, it was high school. It was only a high school tournament. It's so, a little cuter oh. when they're ten. When they're high school, it's it's 
you know, a little. They're just brats at that point. Yeah, they just want the cloud. <laughs> Connor probably doesn't have social media. He's just, he just wants it. a shout out. Kid? I think he beat one of my kids, too. Oh, man, who was it? I don't remember. Man, that's why you won't shout him out. Salty Ben. No, I, 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 I can't. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying. It's all coming back to me. I'm trying to remember what exactly happened. But he really wanted a shout out, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> no, I'm a bad guy. No, you're not. I, I, I mean, how many shout outs have I given on this show? Not many. Too many. Too what's many. The cut, what's the cutoff? Eleven? Twelve? I don't 13? know. I don't know. Yeah. When do they stop being cute? When they stop, it was a cute little kid. So he got he got a shout out. I don't know. All right, we want to get to a couple questions before we go. Um, sure. I don't know if I like any of these. Oh, what do you think about the Zare Gable match? Uh, what do we think it looks like? Zare's forward pressure seems to give everyone issues. However, Gable might snap him through the mat. These are both options. This is from Brian Murphy, but I don't think it's that Brian Murphy that wrestled at Michigan. Unless he's grown out his hair substantially. Yes, he was. How do you think that match looks? And before that, JD, how likely is it that Zare is the guy for Iran? It's between him and Masumi. They got some they got some big dudes. I don't know. I don't think they've had their wrestle off procedures yet, so we don't know, but it is um up in the air for sure. Zare definitely could win that match, but Masumi's really good. What do you think about that matchup then? Uh, I think it's fascinating. I think Gable, man, usually he uses people's pressure against them. Yes. Obviously, none of the people he's competing against are quite as good as Zare. Uh, the Masumi guy has very strong pressure also. Um, man, I, I got to think Gable. How he looked at USL makes me think he wins the world kind of easy, honestly. I do too. And I know it's like yeah. it's our guys, but man – Mason Paris and Nick Wazdowski are are they're world medal threats if they're on the team, in my opinion. And he just yeah, I haven't seen a casual domination domestically. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if Burroughs had a run where it looked that easy domestically. I don't think so because he was bad even in the early days. He had battles against Howe. Andrew Howe, and you know, and then shortly after that, Dake would become competitive. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think he ever did. No, I mean, in 2014, he had the really close david taylor i mean yeah uh i don't we haven't seen much like gable and i also think he's gotten significantly better than like it. even his olympic run where he kind of killed everyone and then had the weird patriashvili match that he still won but it feels like he's just on another level and i feel like he is bigger and he'll be able to absorb a lot of the the Zare strength and pressure that maybe in 2021, I know in 2021, that was the match that Team USA was most concerned about. Without a doubt, they put the most amount of time and preparation thinking about Zare before they knew where he was going to be in the bracket. He was the guy they were like, this one could be problems. So that fact makes me ultra yeah. intrigued and feel like he's the guy. I feel like Patrice Vili, if he sees him, I think he, he stunts on him. Honestly, yes. I don't think it's a close match. He already stunned it on Taha. There's no one else other than the Iranian, really, that I think is in contention to give him a competitive match. After Final X, he has to make the team still, but we can skip ahead for the sake of the question, right? Yes. We're all, we're all just, adults he here. partied on Paris. <laughs> he partied. He partied yes. hard. Um, dead ser- Michael Gallagher says, dead serious. Why do international mats have that loose covering on the outside while mats in the U.S. don't? 
because they're just these tarps that they use. I don't know if it's because the mats are older and they don't mats are really expensive and a tarp is not and you can just pull a tarp over anything anything that's a mat and it's fine because it'll have the right dimensions because uww changed the colors and probably some of the dimensions so i think it's just as simple as that probably a financial thing and i know some wrestlers like wrestling on the on the tarps ben were you really yeah i snapped my finger on one of those stupid tarps that finger that came out uh, it was because the tarp was loose and my finger got caught on the tarp and snapped off. So F those tarps. Forget the tarps. Get them out of here. That's not the F word I was thinking about, Christian. Oh, well, I can't even imagine what you were meaning. I don't mind the tarp. <laughs> he likes the tarp. Okay. Well, hey, it's 9 o'clock. Programming note, we give those. No show Monday. It's Memorial Day. Thank you to all who have served and are serving. Spend some time, barbecue, have some fun with your family. Speaking of Uh-oh. those who have served, this just in breaking news, the people's champ, the great American hero, refuses to stop wrestling. Wyatt Hendrickson will be at U23s in two weeks. He just registered this Oh, morning. yeah. I need to get a picture with him finally. I still <laughs> got a picture of the great American hero. Yeah, yeah. Give him. I'll, I'll gonna, be there. Let's do yeah. it. He's going to ask for a shout-out on FRL. He deserves if anyone deserves a shout out to the great <laughs> No American one's got hero. more shout outs than Wyatt. He really He's the most shout outed athlete in, in uh FRL history. It kind of started as a gimmick, but he's gotten like really good at wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. glad you're finally admitting it was a gimmick at the start, but he is absolutely really, really good right now. Remember when I almost got tased on his behalf and then you guys were just too scared to tase me or something? I don't know what well, your problem was. Well, it kind of feels like if something happened to you, we could be super sued for that. <laughs> and it's like, do we really want to get – do I really want to go and down – definitely the type to sue. Do, and he's very litigious. And do I want to go downstairs and say, <laughs> hey, general counsel, we – Ben lost a bet and he has to get tased. Is there any sort of paperwork he should – he would be like, I don't even want him to know that that's a question I'm having – so I'm just gonna like. That would be like the most awesome question ever. He he might just say, "Can I watch?" Paul, <laughs> Paul is awesome. He would actually. He's the. He's most likely to be down for something like this, but uh, at the same time, knowing that he would probably ask Mark uh, Flo about it, and he'd be like, "Yeah, CP wants to know if he can taste." And I just I'm just avoiding it altogether. So yeah, you can blame okay. me, Ben. In uh, self, I should have had you tase yourself. That's what we should have done. Maybe I'll come strapped to Ohio. Yeah. But then what if you tase yourself and, like, your hand got locked in, like, the position where you just kept pressing the button or something? And then you you couldn't stop tasing yourself. yourself. Yeah. And then there's lifelong life of tasing. We don't want that. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you a week from today, next Thursday. Hopefully Shane Sparks is back. Hopefully you have a great Memorial Day. Lots of great Final X content coming. Uh, May 31st, next Wednesday, Angelo Ferrari commits. Cannot wait for that. Huge decision. He's going to be the real deal. More to come on that. That's what we'll be talking about this time next week, where Angelo Ferrari's going. It's going to be a big deal. Thanks a lot, guys. Peace. Goodbye.